Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for joining us for episode 1.8 of The Ball Bags Podcast. We've a lot to get through this week, so kicking it off, we'll have Player of the Week again in association with the Athletic. We're going to kick into our main segment, Agree to Disagree. The coach is going to talk us through his stance on ticket touting, followed by the bottom feeder athletes' brief synopsis of the early stages of the NBA. And then I'm also going to take a little bit left field and have a quick look at the Chicago Blackhawks scandal in the NHL in America. But without much further ado, delighted to be joined by the coach and the bottom feeder athlete. How are we, gents? Jeez, I've just seen you saying episode eight. It's like a life sentence, this, isn't it? Like, fucking hell. It is actually being committed. It's like committing to women. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? I'm getting, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm not, it's like I'm committing to women, but like not getting that over. That's what the fad is right now. That's where we're at. Now look, there's there's loads of uh, there's loads <laughs> of sports. Delighted for uh, autumn internationals to be back and into that. Lots of football on up until international break. Once again, seems to be a lot of international breaks lately. Um, out with FIFA. Um, yeah, like <laughs> which look, following today there could be some more investigations. Of course, but please God, Seppi and Platty. Yeah. Christmas sport is always good. Yeah, coming into the when winter, you're not yeah. playing it, you, when you don't have to go out to the winter and actually play it yourself, it's ideal. You know, so yeah. So hopefully the the COVID numbers stay down now, and we'll be back in the pubs for Christmas. Hopefully, um, I suppose to, to kick us away in association with our affiliate partners, the Athletic. Click the link in the description for a free month. Additionally, they're also offering they're back to their kind of winter deal of a euro a pound a dollar a month as a trial offer as well so look you get two months there for a euro which is a cracking bargain um, I, must, I must create another email address yeah, it's a bit like Netflix back in the day multiple multiple email accounts um, so gents player of the week bottom feeder athlete who had you picked as your player of the week um, Mike Weiss for the New York Jets there had a 400 yard game for the Jets which is obscene kind of isn't it like no one in New York trusts the 400 yards so um, some real controversy now with I wonder if there's going to be a real controversy with like Zach Wilson when he gets back would they be tempted to kind of be like oh I might ride him out and, and see what happens there so yeah it's Mike White well you see the, the thing about that is like Zach Wilson is still very young and sitting for a year wouldn't harm him. It's only because he was drafted by the Jets that he's playing this year. If that makes sense. If he was drafted by a functional organization, he probably would have sat. So, Mike, Mike White looked fucking good. Like he did, and I, I don't know who who managed to find these things out, but I know that there was a thing up on the various social media platforms that someone had actually backed him to be the leading passer this weekend for and. I think it paid out 125 grand. I think it backed out on a dollar or something crazy. Obviously in America. But yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's only been done once before. Will be correct on that. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is correct. Cam Newton. What about you, coach? Who would you who would you picked 
for um, Bowden Barrett. Mm. Yeah, gonna go with Bowden Barrett. Just a tip of the hat to uh, obviously a hundred caps, eleven player to to obviously get to that landmark or that milestone. Um, I think he is an absolute joy to watch. Um, a credit to the game and sublime human being um, above anything all else. Yeah. So you'll be. I feel surely recommending Johnny next week after he gets his hundred crap against Japan. No, I don't think so. He's nothing but a bollocks. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a Terran Will man. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, look, you know, it is it is worthwhile. The 11th, obviously, as you said, 11th All Black to reach a century of caps. He is phenomenal. Former Old Castle man in, in County Meath, for anyone that's uh, not too familiar with the backstory of the Barretts. Go on, North. tell us. They're the Go most on. hundred no, just casual spent, caps spent, ever. Spent a number of years living in, in North West Meath, a little village called Old Castle, which you definitely wouldn't be able to find your way to. But, uh, yeah, so there is an Irish maps. connection. There is an Irish connection with the Barretts. Was it that the bar- they lived there or they came in summers? They lived there. The father had a coaching job with books in at okay. And he's also working on a dairy farm, I think, as well. So they did what live a beautiful, beautiful part of the world for him to have, you know, experienced. At Lone. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, I suppose myself, biased, but I think it's very hard to argue this week. Aaron Ramsdale. Phenomenal in goals. And... It wasn't just the saves, it was the absolute shithousery. Oh, yes. <laughs> that I love. Starting fights with Jamie Vardy over nothing. It was, and then the clip that's been shown on kind of match of the day, the uh, joining in with the Leicester fans, calling them shit. I thought it was, uh, it's something we've probably, not to that extent, obviously, but we've missed, as an Arsenal fan, we've missed the. We know goalkeepers are cracked, but cracked and competitive as a mix we've kind of probably missed that since maybe Jens Lehman um, so it was a joy to watch I'm not deluded I am an Arsenal fan I've lived through many false dawns in the last decade so but look good to see and then we also had a fan nomination of Kyle Stein Scotland International who picked up four tries against Tonga so gents if we had to nail it down to one why is it Aaron Ramsdale? Well, it's Salah, and then now <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for me it's Ramsdale. Uh, I thought you brought something to the weekend that was absolutely brilliant. Um, not only did he have a great game and great distribution and saves, but yeah, the king of shit house for the weekend I think was really brought a, a smirk to my face. No, it wasn't great. Leicester obviously on the downfall, but um, which isn't great to see. But um, look, it's good for Arsenal to get a win. He likes he likes being busy as well, doesn't he? He just seems to fucking actually get better and better. As the more like the more he's saving, the more work he has to do. He just seems to thrive on. He, he he's just destined a bit of chaos. Like he's an agent of chaos. He's, he's destined to be a fan favorite, though, isn't he? Because of his yeah. his attitude, I suppose. So. But I'd be right in saying he was kind of purchased. Yeah, the free kicks play was great. But I'd be right in saying he was purchased as kind of a second third choice keeper initially. Sec second choice to Leno obviously we'd sold um, Emilio Martinez the season before we kind of we kind of had backed Leno um, mm. and look it, like the two two things I would say the one thing I would say about Arteta without getting overly positive is in his defence his signings have relatively hit um, Ben White and Aaron Ramsey were lambasted for both decisions they've both been very good this season Nuno Tavares Tommy Ashu Party is an Arteta signing so 
it's, it's very hard to, to argue. The only one I'd maybe have a question mark over is, is Odegaard. I, I just don't see it. Um, I know there's talent there, obviously, but I don't think he's as talented as a Smith Rowe. And I think the positions are too similar. You also, have, like, I don't know what the, uh, the wrong bit of athletes out there, but, uh, and obviously, um, oh, I played in the field with Thomas Party. How is his name? Explain. Samba. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they probably have a, a, a minor problem there with Odegaard and Smith Rowe that Odegaard might block Smith Rowe's way, but it seems that Smith Rowe's in, you know, kind of concrete in his place. So I don't know what Odegaard is. He's kind of gone a little bit Freddy do. Granted, the clubs he's at are a lot bigger, but it's the same kind of trajectory. There seems to be, um, that kind of obviously much higher level, but he kind of didn't really make the name that we everyone thought he was going to when he went to Madrid initially. Yeah, and it was one of the the big things that 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 irked me is someone said it to me once before, and it's stuck with me. Obviously, this was last year, and look, we're still on in that directory of trying to become a big club again. Mm. And the thing was, big clubs don't sign players from big clubs on loan because you're destined to fail. If the player's a flop, you, you're paying wages for a flop. If the player's a success, he's just gonna go back to that club. Mm. and if you try and sign him you're getting an inflated fee as to what if you just bought him out right at the time he's on loan so yeah I, I do think he's going to be a bit of a flop but look I think we'll stick a pin in it because don't really want to go delve too deep into the structure of Arsenal at present we've a lot to get through Um, so next up obviously the main segment every week agree to disagree and I'm going to hand you over to the coach hello I'm the coach, and my segment this week is looking at ticket touting, and I want to know, is ticket touting moral or immoral um, at this moment in time? The reason I bring it up, guys, is that you may know, obviously, Portugal and Ireland sold out in minutes, um, what was it, last week now, probably, maybe possibly the week before, um, now... I am one of the people that missed out on tickets. I had the opportunity to buy them with a pre-sale link and all that sort of stuff, and I slept on it, and they didn't go well for me because they sold out. My bad. That's my fault. I'll take that on the chin. Um, but the reason it's such a talking point at the moment is the Irish government brought in a law in July which, um, I suppose, made it illegal to sell tickets for a bull face value. However, what people forget, or what people kind of go miss out on I don't know if they do it on purpose or not but there's only your venue or your event have to apply for this okay it's a and major the Aviva, failing on the FAI yeah so the Aviva and Croke Park have not got this um, a couple of there, there's, uh, as, as far as I know to the best of my knowledge and to my research at the time there's only five venues in Ireland that have and two of them are Tolman Park and Vicker Street which I believe are, the, are two of the bigger ones out of the ones that are kind of um have applied for the or are going under this legislation um so my wondering is obviously i want to know if it's moral or immoral because i think we've all bought tickets off tickets or online for above face value or whatever the case may be but i have a feeling that this legislation won't make it the crow park in the view but i think the organizations that play in these stadiums and you, you have to remember that concerts are included under that as well i think that they want ticket touting i think it's uh stable i think it's a pillar of the industry and and everything that goes with it as well i really do and now i'm not saying 
me morally or immorally would I sell tickets I have done in the past for both face value I hold my hands up and say it am I Nah. at the end of the show um, yeah am I am I I've, I've never I've never ruined a kid's Christmas or anything like that by no means like I don't favour the whole way above but I, I do understand the 20, 30 anything probably up to depending on the game the ticket and whatever I maybe 50 quid is the max I think I could see a ticket go above and then otherwise I wouldn't be kind of happy to pay it like if you're going to an I don't know an Ireland or a United game or a Liverpool game I'd probably fifty is my boundary over, um. But yeah, look, I I want to know what you guys think. Moral let or me, immoral? Let Just me, remember, let me, yeah, go on, go on. I'll let you go. I'll let let you me go preface on. this because because this is something I have a supreme issue, and I'm not on about Jimmy and the lads who've got two extra tickets they're made to pull out, and I'm going to send them on done deal. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to people who their full time profession is ticket turning because it is one. It's it is illegal, and two, it's incredibly immoral. And three, the most importantly, it's incredibly dangerous, especially when it comes to association football. So what has happened on countless occasions is away fans ending up in the homestand. And as we know, that is, in, that is incredibly, it's a huge issue in the UK um, and the fallout of the Hillsborough disaster. But I want to take everyone back. I want to call out a date and see if any of you can remember it and why it's significant. It's the 15th of February, 1995. That date ring a bell when you. Lad, it was three. Okay. But I'll tell you why. If you if, if you've ever watched Reeling in the Years, that date will keep popping up, and it's because Ireland played England in the Old Lansdowne Road in a friendly, and four and a half thousand English fans infiltrated by a group of the English Defence League made the way to the Aviva, and Ireland took a one 0 lead. And 26 minutes into it, they started ripping up the old West Stand. I don't know if you any of you remember the old West Stand. The yeah, yeah, throwing the seats, between yeah, yeah. And there was 20 Irish people injured. That was... Look, it wasn't huge. The issue there, and the FBI made an incredible blunder, is there was 4,000 4, tickets sold to the English FA. They were actually given 4,500. They give 500 back. And the FAI resold those tickets and put Irish fans in with English fans. And that kind of was a huge source of issues, basically. But we've had issues before where that number has been higher as a result of ticket touting. So English fans buying off Irish ticket touts. For example, it's happened in European football. More re most recent case, I think, was Arsenal played Cologne, I think, one year in the Europa League, and the game had to be pushed back by an hour because there was a number of Cologne fans in the Arsenal Arsenal end and if we had a stub hub a via go-go back in 1995 we could have actually be faced with a case where we had an Irish casualty going to a football match and that for me is not acceptable and that's why Ticket Town is not just illegal it's immoral and you are ripping off true fans of the sport I think I think you've got two separate points there between ripping off fans of the, or true fans of the sport and like ninety. But they both come from the same. They both come from the same evil. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you, but so if, if, but if Ireland played England in the Aviva, I'll just finish up on this mm -hmm. tomorrow morning. And ticket touting in this internet age, if England fans of a particular ilk. 
got their hands on an additional 2,000 tickets and ended up mixed in amongst Irish fans. That could be a recipe for disaster. And there's bigger challenges to, say, association football on the continent. Like, if that was German and Dutch fans, do you see where this can become an issue? Yeah, but I think that's a bigger failing on the organisation rather than Absol- the table. Abs- because 2,000 tickets... I. Like, if you're one man and a son going to, you know, a weekend trip to wherever you're going, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, if you buy two tickets, so be it. Let's bring that on another level. You and me go across and, you know, we sit in the away end at Arsenal, I don't know, wherever, Leeds, or we sit in the home end of Leeds to go and see Arsenal. I don't see a big, t- it's, it's your own prerogative, your own decision that you want to make that choice. When if that turns to hundreds or thousands of tickets, that's an issue. But... In the event that I bought tickets off a legitimate company, such as a, a so-called legitimate company on the mm-hmm. internet, like StubHub and Viagogo, I've had negative experiences with both, by the way. Um, and I bring my son to a game, and I end up in the home end of a Chelsea fixture. Yeah, like that's I where it's an issue. It's where it's a saf- safety issue, and it is. I don't think we're ever going to stamp out ticket out. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think it's impossible. Um, for num- numerous reasons one reason I'll come to now in a second that I think is, is immoral but anyway um, where was I going with my point uh, yeah look I'll get on to the, the, the major one for me right? there, uh, currently there is travel agencies and I feel like they are worse than ticket outs because what they're doing is masking prices so instead of saying you know your ticket's over the odds at 100 quid instead of 80 or whatever the case may be I think the problem there is that they're wrapping up you know dog shit selling it as cow shit because what they're doing is they're saying you'll get your hotel and your um, you know your meal before the game and your ticket for 189 quid and the ticket actually only cost 50 so they're just wrapping it up and adding costs elsewhere where it doesn't need to be added and, and I that's, think that's a, a more moral thing because they are the people that are trusting these agencies and trusting these companies at Christmas time, getting their kids tickets to wherever wherever it is like. But 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 that's a legitimate company. Regardless of what you think of the product, that is a legitimate company. If I have a negative experience, I pick up the phone on Monday morning, I can ring someone, I complain, I can I can get a refund, I can get that sorted. If I have a negative experience with a ticket out, bear in mind there is ticket outs all up and down the Premier League who would have access to a hundred tickets every match, right? And I have a negative experience. Well, that bloke just changes his number on Monday morning. And I am down money. I could have been assaulted. Who knows what could have happened to me. I just... Look, I, I know what you're saying. It, there is a greater onus in the clubs. And look, especially in this digital age, if everyone's been sold online, or sold online, it's got to be easier to track than your fella, when you go to Croke Park, he's telling you to lock it hard, and then he goes, by the way, I have two extra tickets. Like he's easier to, to he's harder to stop than these tickets out that are operating with 100 plus tickets but, online but regardless of the onus on the organisation there has to be a bit of personal responsibility here you know what you're doing it is quite wrong. easy now though and you see it with lots of different things it's not just tickets well how easy it is to get if like you're any kind of tech savvy at all like this automated stuff where you're just piling through you know like what was it with last year as well but you know like the playstation 5 and that kind of stuff like where your boys just jack up the price they're gone a grand grand a piece 
and and then you're away like you can see why it's enticing to do it because there's so much money to be made off it but like you're a very you're a fairly bad bad person if you're going to be at that kind of crack like at a large volume i think yeah i think there, there's gonna have to be some give and take here because i i don't see it being becoming working making it illegal and bringing it to legislation i think um I suppose the, like the only liver, go on the onus is is probably I know I know where you're coming from like but I, I don't think you can defend an actual ticket tout as in the person but the onus probably is on fans to not pay the over 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 the odds prices because if no one buys them they give up on that occupation very quickly do you know what I yes, mean like yeah 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 and but, closer to game time those tickets will drop so I think the best thing or the, the most complete way of doing this I think is probably what Liverpool are doing currently so obviously I'm a Liverpool fan in my Apple wallet on my phone I have to have my membership card so they used typically used to send out membership cards like credit cards um, and me and you are friends John and Joe and you decide to buy tickets and you put them on you might have a family of six but you have six membership cards so the tickets on the membership card what happens then is you go to the outside Anfield you arrange to meet someone they give you the membership card you meet them in the pub after and you give it back Okay, if you lose it, they get on to you and you owe them whatever amount of money you owe them. Um, however, now what they're doing is that card is now in your Apple Wallet or your Google Pay, depending on. What and you can't. Of. And how do you share a ticket if you can't go? So, John John Wall will buy the tickets now. At the start of a season, when you have your membership, you can link friends and family or supporters clubs. Okay, to your to your ticket at the start of the season. So I'm actually I'm a I'm a member of a supporters club. But I also have friends and family that I'm not necessarily really friends and family with, but I know them through different, you know. I think I think I might have four contacts on my membership card. Okay, so between those four people, if tickets come up, we can swap in between. But the key point being, I have to have my phone on me to get into the ground, and um, because I need my Apple Wallet. Similarly, if my phone breaks, I have an email from the club saying, "Look, if for whatever reason you lose this, your." Apple Wallet application or whatever it is, I have to go into the club and they'll send me a new download code. So you can only download it once. So it is probably the, the easiest way to do it. Now, the fault on this is the only way, uh, you know it, you want to bring your eight-year-old to Liverpool for Christmas. The only way you can do that now without membership card is the lounge tickets. So you've got your Carlsberg lounge, various lounges around the ground. But you're looking at the best part of 250 quid. And, um, and it, it probably doesn't stamp out the one-off General, like an Ireland and Portugal game like you know like there yeah. has to be a large sale of general sale tickets for that and clubs then probably confuses that it's it's less of a problem with Liverpool but like an Irish fixture tickets do have to be sold through clubs yeah so touting the only way you can pretty much get touts or touts tickets at, at Anfield now is if number one you're handing over your phone which you're probably not going to do or number two by getting your hands on these lounge tickets which are too expensive anyway so the only way you're going is if you're paying pretty much over the odds now they are face value and you can get them from the club um, but it's it's not it's not nice it's very hard to get tickets it's very very hard and um, how that happens in our like I think England at the moment is probably the only place that is a real issue anywhere you go in Europe you can pretty much get a ticket even for the I know Barcelona against Madrid we spoke about it the week before last there was 14,000 tickets available on the day um, so it is probably getting easier but then again it depends on like if you want to go to a Premier League game I would be advising people to go to the likes of your Man Cities your Newcastles they have top tier tickets there they don't typically sell out every week um, and you're getting them at reasonable value you're going to see a good Premier League game you're going to see a City any day of the week 
this is a problem in Ireland because and number one we're going to cross the water anyway and we could be out the League of Ireland games or domestic games but I think we're going to see a massive increase in Manchester City fans come five to ten years from now in Ireland because they're the easiest ones to get their hands on well it's not even just that though to be fair there's a, there's a bigger aspect to play like when you grew up as a kid the fella in class who knew nothing about football who did he support United Who's he going to support now? City. Hmm. Or Chelsea. Yeah. More like, but I'd say more likely City. But yeah. yeah, potentially Chelsea. There'd be like a 5-10 age. I said it'd be a 5-10 to 10 year age gap between a, a new Chelsea fan and a new hmm. City fan. But, yeah. But look, I... Yeah, look, I'll... How, just, just before we finish on the point, how do you see it, see it going? I think, yeah, look, I, I do think the Apple... The Apple, like I have a ticket for the All Blacks, it's on my phone. It's a digital ticket. And and look, I do think it's great. I do think you're potentially, it's not a one-size-fits-all because you would have older fans who aren't too tech-savvy, who don't Mm -hmm. deserve to be punished after maybe 50, 60 years of loyal fanhood. Um, You have younger fans who, look, you don't really want young kids to be having smartphones too young. Um, And for these one-off events, I just don't know how we stamp it out but I do think more needs to be done especially seeing as it's taking place online in a very very eyes like I think it was on News Talk this morning about the the Ireland Portugal tickets like they're, they're up there for three times their their market value, yeah, yeah. Market yeah, value. and Viagogo have come out and said look we we don't set the prices it's the, the seller of the ticket online and the legislation states it has to be a designated event of which as you said the Aviva isn't there's push pushes now to, to for the Irish government to force the Aviva Aviv- yeah. Co Park and I think Tallis Stadium is the other one because that does host a lot of events too as well I think doesn't it yeah I just feel like there's probably reasons there they haven't and why they didn't push it I think because it does generate a, a large amount for them it also came into effect in July there's an awful lot of coffin dodgers involved in the uh, organisation structure of both but what, what I would say though just on that about your tickets for say the All Blacks game the problem with online tickets versus in your wallet tickets the online tickets you can screenshot I think most of them once they have a QR code you can print um, that's an element because people can still sell those but if it's in your wallet you can't you can't do that like, can you so do, well, um, do you know what might be a lot easier now um, those digital tickets right now and it's only a short term measure but scan it I see it's your name um, show me your COVID passport do you know that's probably yeah. but look yeah, that's we'll start going to games two hours early won't we <laughs> having to yeah. show photo ID and that wouldn't have, wouldn't have had an issue wouldn't have it's, it's, it's had an issue it's, with it it's actually they actually do random checks in Anfield as well so you might get asked for it in the way and you're told to bring it so just there's another okay well look we'll park it there um, I think we can agree it is kind of pretty much immoral but I, I do get your concepts too as well but look so maybe a, a little bit um, more sombre than I usually approach I kinda, there's a key kind of story that's taking place in America in a sports mad city in Chicago over the past kind of week that Look, it is a difficult topic and it is something that I kind of debated about whether I'd bring it or not, but I decided I would bring it forward because it's interesting talking points and it's something that's worth knowing, okay? So, the the Chicago Blackhawks scandal effectively is a report that was released last week that was run independently, an independent review by Jenner and Block into two lawsuits filed against the franchise, one alleging sexual assault by a then assistant coach, Brad Aldridge, during a team's Stanley Cup run in 2010 and another filed by a former student 
um, whom Aldrich was convicted of assaulting in Michigan. The player named John Doe in the, the report has since obviously shown incredible bravery, I suppose, to come forward. His name is Kyle Beach. And I'll spare you kind of the graphic details of the assault, but you'll find it online. It's particularly, particularly, particularly nasty. Um, at the at the time, Beach was just 20 and Aldrich was 27. He was an assistant coach with the Chicago-based franchise, but he was also a video analyst for Team USA. If you've seen both men, you would kind of go, something doesn't seem quite right here. But apparently, the threats were on Beach's playing career and his future in the league but given the power Aldrich had at just 27 um, that kind of bought his silence however the lawsuit obviously is civil it's not criminal so it's against the Blackhawks organisation and why are they at fault the investigation found the club president, GM senior vice president of operations met with senior club personnel in May following the allegations so basically the, the player Kyle Beach had brought it forward to another coach who had taken it up with more senior personnel in the franchise who took no action for a period of three weeks as the Blackhawks won their first Stanley Cup since 1961 on June 10th the day after sealing the Stanley Cup he made unwanted sexual advances toward an intern and was given the option to resign with a glowing reference or to be subjected to an investigation. He opted for the former, received a generous severance package and had his name engraved in the Stanley Cup and was permitted one final day with the organisation to bring the Stanley Cup to his home school elementary school. The, the reference letter allowed Aldrich the opportunity to gain jobs at multiple colleges and after allegations began to spring up from those colleges, employment dried up. He found himself volunteering at a high school in which his cousin was the principal where he sexually assaulted a minor aged just 16 and was charged sentenced to 9 months in prison and put on the Michigan sex offenders list so only a sex offender in one state in America Beach never made it to the majors at the time he was a minor league player he ended up in Sweden and it is alleged that he opted to leave Chicago amid a year spent receiving a barrage of homophobic slurs from players and club officials the word was in the word was in the kind of building as such as to what had happened and no one did anything about it and we're kind of 11 years on and it's finally coming to light so look it's it's particularly difficult reading um it's not a nice story but i suppose on the back of like we seem to be getting a bit of a, a rapid rise in scandal so mm-hmm. the question i have for you blokes with all that in, in mind is we read about platini and and seth Blatter this week this morning Blackhawks, the scandal with the Washington football team, Saudi human rights violations in terms of that PIF that's taken over Newcastle. There's also rumours of a leak in Phoenix. Does sport have a morality issue? And as finances soar, is it getting worse? Um, the unfortunate thing about sport is that it does. It is that visible to everyone in terms of it's on telly every day, um, depending on whatever, whatever you want to watch. Is there's something going to be something on? And rightly or wrongly, we let our kids idolize sports stars, idolize sports people, um, 
unbeknownst to younger people and, and children that in fact sports as we know too well is actually an industry be it you know it's the same as banking it's the same as a, you know whatever else it's it's just another industry but it is in our faces banking i'm just using banking as an example is obviously in our faces in other ways but you don't go out and idolize a senior accountant at a given bank um you don't, don't go and buy their yeah <laughs> you don't go out and buy their uh you know their their shirt with the name on it or whatever so it's it's a really really funny situation and don't get me wrong it's unfortunate for sports people too if sports if let's take jack Grealish as an example he goes out on on his holidays personal and, and okay maybe hits the bottle too hard and probably embarrasses himself should he really be held accountable against something like that now i know what the, what we're talking about here is, is more serious than that but that's just a very small example of like should he be kind of scrutinizing the media over that Um, completely different scenario to what we're talking about now but it's on a, on a smaller scale that's what we're talking about here like and what i mean by that is this thing these things do happen in, in banks and do happen in that other industries not just sport it's just that it's magnified is, is, is it a problem that sport is now has you know multi-billion dollar industry um well let, let me it, it'd be very interesting like the, you've you've named a couple of cases that are similar in terms of sexual assault and and, and that kind of higher end of stuff if we were to like, how many have we heard this year you could probably could you count them on two hands maybe um there's probably more that we don't hear about but and that's if that's, you were to compare that's that kind of my, another my industry. point i suppose so sorry to cut across you but no no work away what you're saying is is about like what we're expecting of players and, and i get all that but the particular instances i raised and this blackhawk scandal it, it's not really about the the coach it's more about the cover-up and the fact yes. that they hadn't won a stanley cup since 1961 and they were in kind of semi-finals and finals at the time of the report they opted to cover it up and then they give that they give someone who they now knew because it was two incidents one which they visibly viewed a glowing reference mm. and pawn the sexual predator off somewhere else so my question to you is like with the more and more money involved in these organizations and the higher public stand like for example right we're irish sports fans if we were irish sports fans in the 1980s we would not care about the nfl the nba okay that and that's fair enough to say with the increased coverage yeah. sports markets have gone global but as they continue to increase is there more and more pressure on organizations to not do the right thing not take the moral high ground and say look this we need to call chicago pd we need to have the sexual crimes uh, department in here to investigate this fully and thoroughly I don't care that we're in the semi-finals of the Stanley Cup this is the right thing to do but as organisations get bigger is it less and less likely that they'll do the right thing in terms of sparing finances sparing the spreadsheet and sparing the reputational damage that's that's the kind of the question I'm kind of looking to get to the bottom yeah well I suppose why did they not throw the book at them purely because of Stanley Cup so like that's immorally wrong I know we, we've talked about morals a, long, a lot tonight but yeah. it, it is wrong like the, the book should have been thrown around should have been made an example of now I suppose the part of the season it is it naturally would have had to go to an investigation so he probably would have had to stay in his role for that period of time anyway um, and they not win a Stanley Cup that's the risk risk versus reward I suppose but then but like you look then at the Sean Watson 
who was mm-hmm. stood down pending investigation. This man was allowed coach through the Stanley yeah. Cup and was also allowed to take a trophy <laughs> to an elementary school. Like it's, yeah. it's just it's it is no it is it is weird like I suppose the Deshaun Watson thing is slightly different because it's kind of it's him and other people and, that, and that's the thing like and that's the major concern with say Newcastle like a situation like Newcastle yes they have an incredible amount of money and people go oh it's money laundering it's it's not actually money laundering what these people are looking to do because they're not looking to make a profit on Newcastle what they're looking to do is it's not money laundering it's reputation laundering so you look at like when city were bought out by name escapes me there was kind of murmurs of this same sort of situation but now it's all about how much good he's done for the city of manchester and stuff like that so look i just it would be a cause of concern i do also think we've increased media scrutiny on sports 24 7 365 that's also shedding light on a lot of these and there's die-hard reporters that are constantly chasing the scoop but um yeah it's it's for me it's it's pause for concern anyway yeah no it is and look i think the gm has to be held accountable in this circumstance whether he is or not is another thing there's been there's been widespread uh resignations and seconds and in light of this uh general and block report uh, the the issue though is some of those positions 11 years on a lot of players and a lot of coaching staff those some of those senior officials they've all moved on some of them have even retired yeah it was a long period of time for the guy you know mm. 11 years um, and have, to be honest with you I'll have to go back and read the reports myself I, I, they keep popping up on all my feeds but I just haven't had to take the time because I know there's a lot in it and look mate you got late too you know Look, on that kind of somber note we'll, we'll park that there and hopefully the incidents like I've listed Blackhawks Washington football team the Saudi PAF the leaks in Phoenix this Blackhawks scandal hopefully they become less and less not because signs are getting better covering up but because they're better investigating this stuff happening Um, well look I suppose thanks for tuning in Um make sure to give us a like share review if you like this if you didn't like it give us a review on like apple podcasts that type of thing because it, believe it or not it kind of messes with the algorithms don't fully understand them and it improves our ranking so you'll likely hear us more and more in different places um, oh you lucky boys that's all from me that's all from me thank you and good night